Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 151 of Sack Kings Therapy. Uh, we're coming to you right after the Lakers and Kings game in Crypto.com Arena. It's very close to saying Staples Arena, but Kings lose 122 to 114 in LA. And it was, uh, they blew this game. Like, let, let us start. Let's start with the. Let's start with the, the very end. There was a very weird call um, by the refs where basically Malik Monk misses two free throws. Fox try. Fox basically doesn't touch the ball. Like there is no one near him, and he basically does a version of like rolling the ball up the court, and where he, the ball comes off the rim and he doesn't touch the ball, and he basically is trying to let it roll. But the refs call refs start the clock because like they thought he touched it, but he never touched it. So then they start they start talking about you know I guess what time to put on it. But then for whatever reason, now I don't know this rule, and it doesn't seem like most of Twitter does either. So granted, not a great source for you know uh, objective information. But basically, the the refs confer for a long ass time, and they call a jump ball. And yeah, um, basically, like um, they they end up having to foul Westbrook, who makes one of two. He puts the um, he puts the Lakers up six, and uh, the the Kings proceed to not be able to score on the next few possessions. Then game is over. What are your thoughts, Paul? Yeah, I mean, man, it's just overall the game was sloppy. I gotta say, I mean, it was. There was a lot of back and forth uh, throughout the game, but there's also, you know, long stretches of droughts on both sides, but it felt pretty bad, I'm going to say, with the Kings this game. Uh, especially, you know, that we had what? Let me check the turnovers. We had 18 turnovers this game to Lakers 5. So, yeah, a lot of uh, just mind boggling plays that seem just uh just the usual kings in a way i guess i so yeah i just talked about how the kings got screwed in the end no the game was over way before that that was not the reason why they lost this game they so let's start let's start here let's go all the way to the start so the the lakers started at westbrook bradley monk ariza and james now, I mean, on paper, that honestly doesn't sound like a great lineup. Like, where's the defense going to come from? Like, LeBron is your best defender, and he really picks his spots there. And, like, you know, to start the game, like, the Kings kind of sliced them up. And it just looked terrible. You had Monk on Fox. No, you have Monk on Halliburton. That should be barbecue chicken. Fox turned Bradley into barbecue chicken on a number of possessions. You had Bar- you have Westbrook guarding, guarding uh, Barnes. And then uh, I think Ari- no Ariza on Jones and then James on Bagley and they were slicing them up like they they got to the rim whenever they wanted and like they got the rebound whenever they wanted it looked bad for the Lakers and then and then turnovers after turnover and these were dumb turnovers they were t- like two two or three possessions where like you know Fox and Fox and Bagley just dropped the ball out of bounds they all of a sudden play too fast they throw the ball out of bounds they just could never find never just kind of calm it down and just play their game and that's where they lost the game like they 
they should have been up, you know, double digits. Hell, they played like, you know, almost perfectly. They should have been up 20 in the first quarter. Instead, they they were only up five to start those to start or to end the first quarter. And then and then the Lakers slowly kind of grinded back into it. And basically, yeah, that's how that's how they lost the game. They kind of lost that game when they didn't take advantage of that god awful lineup that was out there. Yeah, and I, I gotta say, and you mentioned this uh, during the game as well. Boxing out, we cannot grab a rebound for our life, and I don't know why, but it always ends up in the Lakers' hands. And every time it ends up in the Lakers' hands second chance points happen and this game where lakers had 18 points in second chance points i mean we did have 11 but still my gosh it was it was that sloppy 18 is not a big number by any means but like the the way they scored were the way they got those rebounds because there there was another run in the fourth where it looked like the kings were gonna get ready to go for the kill i think they went up seven you know after davion with a gorgeous strip on lebron on a on a damian jones post up just strips lebron and then comes back and hits a floater like that's where it looked like the game was gonna where they're gonna start to pull away because again this lakers team is shit make no mistake it's not a good it's not a good team but but then they just stop stop rebounding like dwight howard dwight howard like he didn't have the flashy of stats you know, 14 points and 14 rebounds. I'm grant actually that is pretty good. But like <laughs> he was the difference maker. I don't care. I don't I'm not gonna bring up Malik Monk. Malik Monk is gonna do this to the Kings every time it feels like. But the killer for the game for the Kings was Dwight Howard. He came in and just changed the rebounding like all o- on the floor. Like before he ca- before he came in, I think like late in the first, the Kings were just you know tapping the rebounds to each other. Like Alex Len, Damian Jones, all those guys just were essentially playing volleyball with themselves out there. And then Dwight Howard comes in and just gobbles up pretty much every defensive rebound, and then just grabs all of the offensive rebounds in the game. He had as many offensive rebounds as he had defensive rebounds, and it feels like he got way more than just seven. And like it, it just deflated. The, it just deflated the team. And like it's just it's a it's a theme with the Kings. Like the guards don't box out consistently. Like I, I said, like you know, explore the explore the option of like putting in Jones and Len at the same time. Just hopefully one of them can stretch the floor. And or just honestly, t- I mean, I know they do this. Tell the guards got to fucking box out. Like it's just it's just a pathetic effort from them. Like put your body into the guy, put your hips into it, and just not and just you know put put pull them away from the basket. Like it's it's just ridiculous. I'm surprised that no one has told them to box out. Pretty much, I want I want to say this whole season because it felt like almost this whole season we were I I would listen to a thunder so remember the thunder game that we lost against uh lost against OKC in OKC yeah the whole game Luke Wallen was telling those fuckers to box out and guess what Luke Wallen's gone and like you know we still have the same players so it's on the players like like Alvin does not need to tell you to box out guys when they're getting all the offensive rebounds. Like there were multiple possessions where they got three offensive rebounds like in the same possession. Like how many how many goddamn t- opportunities do they need to get 
for the guards to finally realize, holy shit, I should put a body on a guy and stop them from getting from getting the ball and getting second chance opportunities. It's this this is a mental this is a mental thing with the Kings. And again, there's no vocal leader out there. And you know, I don't know why Tristan Thompson didn't play this game, but like Tristan Thompson would have helped. And you know, again, they need to explore other options and just because the guards just aren't doing it, and the forwards and the centers can't do, can't grab every single rebound. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. At this point, we definitely would like Rashawn back. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm sorry, I, I don't know if that helps. To be honest, again, it's not it's not really on the forwards and the centers. It's the guards. Like the Westbrook, I think got a few offensive rebounds just by jumping over Davion. And Davion tried. It's just that he needs a little bit of help, and the other the other people need to recognize that Westbrook is pretty good at rebounding. I know he pads his stats, but like the other the other guys around him need to see he probably needs a little help down there, and the, the help just isn't there. Like I watched the Warriors play. Like it's not like they have a big team, but they have guys that go after rebounds that know how to box out. It's just, it's just on the players, and they just, and you know, at this point in the season, it's probably not going to change. So, like, yeah, either get new players, or yeah, or it's not going to change. It's, this is going to keep happening. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know what else to say about that because it's just tough just watching this kind of play or just having this play out like this. Well, uh, let's quickly, I guess, get to the good. De'Aaron Fox was really good this game. It feels like he just, he loves playing in L.A. Like, I mean, he had a great performance last time he paid, played here in L.A. And, th- and this game was no different, it, although he was a lot more efficient. But he did have a few turnovers at the end that really caught, co- that basically cost the, I mean, the game was over. But like, it, I mean, it was really bad after it, at the end when he just, there was one play where basically he caught the ball like very close to the corner, like in the middle of the wing of the left wing and the left corner. And instead of, you know, driving the wide open lane and getting to the rim and cutting it, I think it would have been four. He instead basically tried to force the pass to, to Harrison Barnes and throws it out of bounds. And, you know, like, but other than that, like he was really good this game. Other than a few gaffes, like other than a few gaffes early in the early in the first quarter, again those sloppy ass turnovers, and that turnover like at the end, like he was really good this game. And then kudos to Buddy Hield as well, like he played a good game. Like he he and he ended up with 13 threes. He made seven of them, and you know he hit a lot of them and kind of kept the kept the Kings in the game. It's just that they he needs to play more deep. No, the t- the team in general, the team as a whole needs to play more defense on the other end. When when you know Buddy is able to kind of keep you in these games, like just with his offense, let the offense slowly come to you. But you gotta be able to get stops on the other end. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, but other than that, yeah, I'm I'm glad that to see that Fox and Buddy are play more. I guess you could say consistently uh, lately. And I, I hope it keeps up, to be honest, because especially Buddy, I mean, he had ups and downs throughout the whole first half, of the, first half of the season. And, you know, wouldn't mind seeing him uh, hit at least uh, this um, kind of amount of freeze in the future games. The one thing with him is that the, the Lakers were actually blitzing him and he didn't adjust very well to it. Like he got a lot of open threes to start. And like the the Lakers made an adjustment, and you know he didn't. Like you, I I imagine the the uh, 
coaches told him, like, you got to get rid of that ball immediately. But he didn't. And, you know, it's something he's going to have to learn how to do if he's going to stay on this team. And, you know, for how, however much longer he is going to stay on this team, um, he's just going to, you know, he he needs to take advantage. And he didn't. And he still tried to force some shots up. And, you know, like that, those were some of the bad buddy shots. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, he, he had a good game. And, you know, if he was able to take advantage of it a little bit better, like he actually had some really nice passes this game, too. Like he he needs to find a way to adjust to that. And that's going to, you know, really unlock his game. But and it wasn't to happen this game. Yeah, I mean, let's hope so. But I highly doubt it will be with us, to be honest. Um, Halliburton, I just I mean, I'm just looking at his stat line, seven points. Like, that's about it. Like, I know nine assists, but I'm looking at that seven points. You need he needs he needs attack four. Like he had one three, like in the fourth, and that was it. And you know, again, he can't fall it back into this little bubble, his little shell. Like the Kings need him to be a scorer, and he was kind of the missing piece for the Kings this game. And, you know, Barnes Barnes kind of just did his thing. And, you know, Bagley didn't have a great game. Like he Halliburton needs to step up because when he's going like the Kings, the Kings are pretty hard to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially the last half. It's to be honest, I can't really remember that many times where we saw kind of like a Halliburton play or, you know, a Halliburton driving or just something from him, to be honest. And again, it's 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 the whole thing with the Kings just playing sloppy this game. Like again, the, you 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 were going up against a terrible lineup that the that the Lakers dared to put out there, and you should have diced it up, and you didn't. Like the game was basically lost in the first quarter, and you know it, this is the kind of thing that you just like. I don't know what like the Kings is. Their issues run so deep. I don't even know where to start. Like you have high, high IQ players. I I think De'Aaron Fox is, is a pretty high IQ player. I think Halliburton's a very high IQ player, and Harrison Barnes knows what he's doing. He's a high IQ player. You know, Mo Harkless. These are high IQ guys, and for some reason they just don't play it like that for whatever reason. And you know, again, you, you gotta you gotta hammer the point. Like this, this team needs needs a shakeup, and until then, this is gonna just, you know, we had a we had a pretty nice win against again a depleted Heat team. We had a nice win against a depleted Mavericks team before losing to them in you know, in spectacular fashion. Like this is what the team is gonna be. They're gonna have highs and they're gonna have really really lows like this game. Yep. Well, gotta wait till next month, I guess. We'll see if Monty creates something for us. Quickly on the Lakers. Holy shit, you guys are trash. Like, what the <laughs> fuck was that lineup? What the fuck was that starting lineup? It was so bad. Like, they couldn't rebound. They couldn't defend. They could barely score. Like, what is this? Like, I, and like, you asked me before the game, like, what would they get for Westbrook? Who wants Westbrook? No. Who the fuck would want him? <laughs> Especially with his contract, jeez. Yeah, like, I mean, the, the big issue is the contract. I'm pretty sure there is a, a team that would want him if it wasn't for that contract. But what the fuck? What the fuck are they going to get? They're, they're stuck. 
like I, it, you, you might not remember this because I highly doubt you have to follow the Cavs back then. But in 2018, they had like a weird ass team with like Derrick Rose, uh, mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade. Yeah. And uh, I forgot who else was on that team. But by midseason, they were all gone because guess what? Like LeBron does not play well with guys that can't shoot. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> And, you know, he managed to trade away the whole team. I don't know what the hell they're going to do with this. Like, AD coming back does not fix this. It's too, the, the problems are too deep. Like, they don't have really any depth. And, like, you know, someone someone tweeted out, like, you know, you know, uh, Malik Monk is the third best player on, on the Lakers. And, wow, <laughs> you're going to win a championship really? with Malik Monk as your third best player? Like, Jesus Christ, man. Jeez. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh, let's see. How, actually, who is who do you think is the third best player? That's, I'm not going to bother thinking. Maybe Melo. Yeah. But, uh, but <laughs> like, I mean, they're waiting for Kendrick Dunn to come back. I mean, at one point, they were waiting for Trevor Ariza to save them. What? Like, that's where yeah. you guys are at. Uh, let me just let me just tell you right now, Kendrick Nunn ain't that guy. He's not that. He's he's okay. He's not he's not that good. Like oh my god, Lakers, you you fucked up by trading for Westbrook. I'll never forgive them for not getting us uh, Kuzma and Trez. But like it's just oh my god, what is, what is this Lakers team? Uh, it's a curse, sadly, and it came to haunt us. But. Uh. We'll see how far they go in the playoffs, I guess. This is actually pretty interesting. No one, no one played more than 34 minutes on our on our team. Uh, Halliburton played 34. Yeah, yeah. The league Monk played 37. Wow. Oh, interesting. I mean, he was hot against us, so he loves I, playing the Kings. He, <laughs> the only other person that's more excited to play the Kings is Dylan Brooks. Like, and oh, yeah, man. he always he always lights us up. Yeah. What do we call it? THT was pretty nice this game too, to be honest. Uh, he got he got right. That's for damn sure. Apparently yeah, the yeah. first threes hit in seven games since coming back from protocol, and it has to come against the Kings. It just has to. Oh yeah. And you know he was basically the second Kings killer, like him, Malik Punk, and Dwight Howard basically saved. <laughs> yeah, him. pretty That's much. It. And yeah, I mean it's just one of those kinds of games. The Kings, the Kings need to play smarter basketball, and I think they need to. I think the only way is by getting smarter basketball players. I don't know how it's going to be done. Um, it, it it's just gonna this is going to be a grind until then, until trades happen. Right now, there's nothing to be invested in. It's just you're, we're just kind of waiting for that shoe to drop. Yep, but you know we'll keep on watching, and you know. There is a game tomorrow, and it's going to be against Atlanta at 7 o'clock. That's going to be a shootout. And, uh, yeah, let's hope the Kings don't blink because they're not they're not, they're not, not defending this Hawks team. <laughs> Actually, do they have anyone out? Let me just check real quick. There's Atlanta. There's the injuries list. Trey Young is day-to-day. Okay, Bogey is out. Uh, Jalen Johnson gives a shit, but uh, John Collins is out. It looks like. Um, Interesting. DeAndre Hunter is out. Um, although he's been out for a while. Hmm. And Solomon Hill, I think, is out for the season. So, uh, maybe I, I don't know. Um, maybe Trey Young plays. Maybe he doesn't. 
we'll see. I mean, yeah. I mean, can you really trust the Kings to uh, pull out this one? Did I say anything about them pulling out the win? <laughs> no, I was about to say, like, Trey Young is day-to-day. Like, he yeah. might be out. Yeah. I don't think the Kings are guaranteed to win that game, even if Trey Young's out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, well, wow. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Well, after this commercial break, you'll be hearing us talk about the Hawks game, and hopefully it's a win. Hopefully. For the love of God, please. Well, shit. Um, <laughs> I'm just hoping that, uh, you know, this we wouldn't have to come on here to talk about a loss, but hey, here we are. Uh, Kings lose 108-102 to the Atlanta Hawks. It was a pretty good game overall, I thought. Or not, it, it was, so, but, hey, so the middle of the game was very good. It was very back and forth. Like, Kings just came out really flat. Just tar- so this this is the fun this is the, the basically summarized the beginning of the game. Uh, Jason Anderson, James Ham, they both posted this. Alvin Gentry basically said the thing we're focused on is limiting turnovers and limiting offensive rebounds. First two possessions, two or two turnovers, and and when they when they got a stop, they gave up two offensive rebounds. That's how the game started. Ah, uh, I see. So yeah, I did miss part of the first uh, half. So. Yeah, it, it seems like uh, an typical Kings game, huh? I, w- I don't know what's called a typical Kings game anymore. Like, this is really bad. I don't think it's... This is worse than normal, I was just saying. Like, it's bad in a... It's bad in a, in a different way, I feel. I think it's... Like, I get what you mean by it's same old, like, Kings game, but that's a bit of a lazy way of saying it. But, like, I, I think the Kings overall did good. Mm-hmm. And, unfortunately, this just kind of came up short in the end. Um, let's uh, let, let's talk about the end. Basically, De'Aaron, De'Aaron just goes, you know, ham. I think he, I don't remember how many points he had, but he had a good, like, five or six possessions of him just coming down the court and just scoring. And, unfortunately, for the Kings, they just could not get a stop on the other end. They would play okay enough defense for the most part. But this is kind of where I would say, I guess, like same old Kings just could not get the stop. That like they would they would blitz the ball handler and leave the roll man open, and the roll man would just get something going. Or in Kevin Herter's case, just drive to the rim and finish everything. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, that that man is. We we tried our best in terms of defense for sure, especially against him. But he he found a way just to make those layups because. Yeah, I don't know how he does it. Yeah, and I I kept saying to you during the game they made they made the right decision to um, extend him. And it, oh, by the way, if you're wondering who was out for the for the Hawks, so Trey Young was out, uh, Bogey was out, um, John Collins, I guess Gorgie Jang, um, and uh, DeAndre Hunter. Those guys were out. So a good, basically half of half of their starting lineup was out and. The Kings just couldn't capitalize, but at the same time, you can't really blame them because they're on the second night of a back-to-back. They they had to survive a pretty rough game against the Lakers, but you know, ultimately, just disappointing. Well, yeah, I mean, for this game, I feel like they tried their best, and you know, they came out strong, and especially with Fox, 
I mean, it's nice to see that Fox is trying to clutch up uh, that last part of the fourth quarter. But, you know, just some mistakes happen and we just got to live with it. I mean, it's just that's how that's just how life is right now. It's just, you know, you, you got you got to live through it. Uh, the other guy that was really good for the Kings was Tyrese Halliburton, like Halliburton. You know, finally kind of looked for a shot, and you know he had a few, a couple plays in the fourth, like that. You know where he finally just turned up the aggressiveness, shot more shots, and the only complaint I have for him is that he needs to hunt more. He had 16 shots, which is fine, but he should have had more because look, I'm looking at the box score right now. No one else had a good game. Like you know, it just jumped to the, it just jumped to the Hawks. That's why I hate ESPN. Uh, like, you know, Marvin Bagley, two for 10. Harrison Barnes, three for 10. Damian Jones, pretty good, three for three. Um, and then Davion Mitchell, two for 11. Buddy Heal, three for eight. Two for five from three, and both of those were in the first quarter. Yeah. Like you said during the game, I don't know why we still have Buddy out there in most of those possessions because he was not good in the fourth quarter. And we definitely would have, ra- or we would rather have. Uh, Tyrese made more shots over those buddy shots that uh, happened during that fourth. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna just call you out that what what buddy shot? There was one buddy shot. Oh, was the only one? There was one buddy shot. So no, no, it, it didn't matter. Like it's, I mean, the the one he missed was terrible. Like he was open, he had a moment, but he's up, he's out here thinking that he needs to rush the shot and misses it wide right. Like he, it's just he's he's just not a clutch player. But that's just what it is. And mm-hmm. you know, of course, you can. You, Tyrese was out there. I just wish he did a little bit more. Of, of course, they went to De'Aaron Fox down the stretch to just you know take over. Like, and he did. And it's just unfortunate. Maybe maybe on that last possession where the where Kevin Herter hits a layup and they're down two, De'Aaron Fox comes down, does a spin move, maybe gets fouled by DeLon Wright, but he airballs like a short shot no call and that's basically where the game ended and you know again the only complaint i have is i just wish halliburton just try to create more like during the game there was one specific play and i believe in the second quarter where you know they're coming down on a, on a fast break and buddy actually passes to tyrese wide open for a three he hesitates and it leads to a turnover those are the kinds of things that need to change he needs to hunt his shot because this this team, like the next level of it, is him taking is him taking more initiative to take more shots. Yeah, well, let's hope for the best for the next game, which you know will be Friday against uh, good old Jokic. Yeah, um, I'm not. I'm just. I'm just not going to expect anything. It's just one of those things. I mean, Jokic is already MVP. He's probably going to dice us up, and you know, you you take you take what you can get. As far as the as far as this game stands, you know the Kings came, the Kings look at least it was a close game I guess like it's a bit of a backhanded slap to say the least or backhanded compliment but it was a close game you didn't get blown out but like I mean they lost the game in the first quarter I'm looking at the at the box score like the score by quarter the only quarter that the Hawks outscored us in was was the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. no, they score outscored us in the third quarter too, or fourth quarter too. But like those were mostly free throws. Mm, I see. Yeah, that second quarter was pretty unusual too. We forgot to mention uh, where pretty much the first half of the second quarter, zero points from the Hawks, and then all of a sudden they just uh, you know 
tied us that quarter, 21 to 21, with quite a start. It started with a few fouls and then just kept up their run pretty much towards the end of that second quarter. I mean, it was a weird game. Like, the players just missed shots. Like, you know, that, there were just stretches where guys just didn't make shots. And, you know, it's just one of those weird games. They shot 45%. The Kings shot 42%. Mm. The, the difference was the Kings made more from three. But, you know, when you needed a three from, you know, Mr. Three-Pointer, he just seems to never deliver. And I'm sorry to call out Buddy Heald that way, but I'm he never makes a crucial three. He just doesn't. Mm-hmm. He may, um, okay, he had one last year against the Timberwolves. I can't name another one. Yeah. Uh, other than that, um, yeah, just shout out to Kevin Herter. He's really good. It's just I don't know how he finishes the shots that he gets, but you know he just he just like never missed from from like the layup area, and like he only had one three, which was surprising. Yeah, I mean, especially the layups, man, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, we played pretty good defense against him, and like I said, uh, he just found ways to finish, and he he's a pretty good finisher in a way. Yeah, um, yeah, overall just weird game. Unfortunate that we lost again. Uh, the Kings are now 16-24. and 24. Um, Let me just check the standings real quick. I, I mean, the Spurs, the Spurs, I think, won tonight. So we are not the 10th seed anymore. We are now in the 11th seed after That's, this game. How many games are we behind now? Half a game behind. Oh, okay. Well, never know. It's still lots of games to play to the end of the season. So this is interesting. Uh, we are four and a half games away from the 6th seed probably not going to get there but we are also four and a half games to the rockets who are in last place right now oh that's interesting okay so hopefully we don't lose more games i just don't want to end up in the bottom i I know there are some people who just say tank 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 but i want to avoid it i want to avoid the bottom if we can and if not like please make a trade before (laughs) before he ever gets to that position because right now like we're not watching for much we're just watching games for the sake of watching games and like this is not a fun team to watch either which makes it doubly worse it's just you know i don't uh, it's just right now we're just kind of holding our hands and just waiting for something to happen Yep, I mean, we would, I mean, we love supporting our Kings. I mean, it's really the only team that I really watch, to be honest. Okay, I was hoping for you to say more, but, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm it, but yeah, like, it's right now we're just waiting for, you know, some change. And yeah, just, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But as it stands right now, it's just, just kind of, I mean, like it's another loss, but I'm feel I'm starting to get more and more apathetic by the day. Mm, I see. Well, let's hope some changes will come. Um. Okay. So I do want to get your thoughts on this. So a, rec- a report came out um today saying that sources, according to Sam Amick, who is a very trusted reporter in, in the Sacramento area and yeah. actually a national reporter. Sorry, sorry, Coach Oak, did you want to say something? Oh, no, go on. But sources say that McNair apparently has the green light from Vivek to do whatever he needs to improve the team. And, however, James Ham kind of, I not really rebutted that report, but he believed that Vivek is somehow involved in this process. And for better or for worse, but, like, the implication is more of for the worse. But 
you know, he he's apparently given the green light to make whatever changes he needs. And apparently not even Fox and not even Halliburton is off the table. Reportedly. Wow. Reportedly. There, there's, it's not fact, but it's just yeah. reportedly. Well, I mean, you know, we never know. We don't know what's going on in that office. But hearing that, you know, Vivek is giving the green light is already, you know, a bad sign that, yeah, like you said, he's part of something to do with uh what um is going around the team in terms of what in terms of basketball i guess but yeah i mean hopefully monty would make a lot of changes i'd say i'm hoping that he does and the report for the sacramento um, section anyways apparently the kings are still very much monitoring uh ben simmons but one incredible thing that I read at that end of that report, Ori is still asking for a lot, and he's actually willing to wait till the summer to trade Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, are you willing to wait till summer for things to happen like that? Um, for the Kings, if if you can't get Ben Simmons, just just move on to something else. And honestly, if if he is willing to wait for the summer, Ori. Joel Embiid needs to go into his office, put his hands, you know, on his collar, and toss him out of that office. Toss him, toss his ass out of that office, and said, "I am, I am trading Ben Simmons right to the Kings for a bag of chips." If he is going to do that, I, I just, I'm not saying I want this to happen. The city of Philadelphia should riot. I'm sorry, like you can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could imagine. <laughs> or I can't. I mean, it's, <laughs> as a hmm. he has no value. Just deal with it. <sighs> like, what is this imaginary ass about? You're gonna ask for Damian Lillard or Bradley Beal? That motherfucker not getting you Bradley Beal or Damian Lillard. Like at this point, what are you fucking doing? You're gonna wait till the summer. You're wasting a year at Joel Embiid. That team is miserable, by the way. They're barely winning games nowadays. They need help, and it's because of your stupid ass ego, your your dumb your dumbass and your dumbass team's fault for tanking his value and just fucking up this entire situation. Just get, just end this, for for everybody's sake. Ah man, the day we see that happen. Is a day we'll finally be happy, or Philly fans will be happy. Ah, man, you you really think uh, they're gonna get a bag of chips for him after the end of the, all of this? What is out there for him? They're, like, go, don't get me wrong, I would love him in the on the Kings. I'm mm-hmm. not giving up Fox for him. I'm not giving up Halliburton no. for him. Yeah, just, he's not. He's got no value. So James Ham puts it perfectly. They they have a two million dollar house. But if no one is willing to pay you $2 million and, and the highest offer is a $1 million offer, you have a $1 million house. And somehow this motherfucker is asking for $10 million. <laughs> this is what the situation is. Like, he has to come to a realization at some point. Like, that's why, like, when people say, like, well, the Kings shouldn't, shouldn't, aren't, shouldn't be able to say Fox is off the table, Halliburton's off the table. Sure, they probably shouldn't be able to say that. I'm I'm pretty sure at, at this point Daryl Morey asked for both of them and picks. Ah, uh, yeah, that's 
So at that point, like, I'm sorry, like, you know, drastic things will need to happen <laughs> if this is the case. I'm, I'm sorry, like Philly fans, you can't take, you can't take this. No, don't, don't, don't let Daryl Morey do this. For the, for the, for the sake of your sanity, the league's sanity, for our sanity, yeah, this, this can't happen. Ah, <sighs> man. Yeah, I don't know. It's like. What can they do? It's it's just a waiting game at this point, and uh, there's not really. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. Trade. So trade deadline is about a month away. Uh, yeah. There are other trades we can do. You know, it's not only Ben Simmons. I, I brought up to you the fact that uh, D'Lo and KC took today talk about Cam Reddish for Harrison Barnes, or Cam Reddish and Danilo Gallinari for Harrison Barnes, or some sort of package revolving around that. Maybe we can even do Buddy and Bagley for you know Cam Reddish and something else. Like I was even joking. Like, well, like they brought up the fact that maybe you can do um, Buddy and Bagley for Reddish and Bogey, who's injured right now. Or, you know, to bring it full circle, you know, at, you know, we added Tristan Thompson and they added DeLon Wright, who played really well tonight. Yeah, I mean, I would say yes to that trade because, yeah, we really do need a change up. And I mean, it's pretty much a, I, don't, I mean, to, in my mind, I can't or can't tell like how much uh, of a shakeup it will bring our team, but definitely it'll bring up something to this team you probably end up needing more but like at, at this point like you know marvin has one foot out the door or like half a foot out the door buddy just you know he there there was a i will say hey, let me ask you this there was a video of uh buddy basically dapping up uh genie bus the owner of the lakers do you take anything from that i mean what can the lakers do to get buddy at this point they would have to get another team <laughs> I, I tried. I tried to get Buddy on the Lakers. They can do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, as long as we get something of equal value of, or hopefully better back, I mean, why not? Look, look I'll take THT and Kendrick Nunn because that's what they're gonna have to do. The I mean, same yeah. Kendrick Kendrick Nunn apparently. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about for the Kings, but I mean, to get Buddy out of here, yeah, why not? Yep, I, I'm not sure where to go from here. Um, as far as it stands, I hope the Ben Simmons report isn't true because I'm tired of listening, uh, hearing about Ben Simmons. Like, I'm pretty sure most of the league is. Like, just just trade the guy, like, for the sake of his mental health and, for the, and you know, swallow your ego, Daryl. You ain't getting shit, bro. Yep, I mean, he hasn't played for half a season, but you know who else has played? Kyrie is back, at least. And, and Lance Stevenson. Lance Stevenson I mean, off the back. Yeah, I mean, shoot. When I saw that bot score with Lance Stevenson, I was I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw it. Now she haven't checked the box score. What did he end up with? He ended up with thirty. Thirty, okay. Yeah, he had twenty in the first. Uh, like, yeah, Lance Stevenson, I've never been a fan. Like he's always been really annoying in my opinion, but good to see him back. You know, it's just you know, like he does he does create memes and you know, he is he is a fun watch to some people. Yeah, it's just interesting to see that he did pretty well against uh, the Nets. But, you know, the Nets pretty much ended up with a win. 
at this uh, at Friday end. They had they had a pretty big lead on, on mm-hmm. the uh, on the Nets for much of the game, but you know Nets gonna Nets. They have KD, they have how Harden, they have you know Kyrie at least for world games. Apparently he is not he is not planning to get vaccinated anytime soon. Well, I mean Nets are gonna have to suffer uh, through that for I guess home games I guess at this point so. That's I mean, good. I mean, th- just think of this scenario. If like, if, let's just say the Nets end up, w- let's just say in the, they're in the playoffs. He cannot wow. play in at home. I know. Yeah, that's that's bad. <laughs> that's terrible. So as I, as I've always said, like even if you even if you say agree with him doing this like personally, like just this is his personal decision to that he doesn't want to get the vaccine to stand for what he believes in. You can't escape the fact that this is a selfish ass thing to do as a teammate. Like you're actively screwing over your team, and you know it, it is what it is. If, if his teammates are willing to put up with it, you know what, go for it. And you know he's putting himself at a lot of risk by playing too. Um, you know I, I hope I hope he stays safe and stays healthy. And you know one of these days he might, maybe just one of these days he'll he'll get the vaccine. You never know. Yeah, that'll be a a day to come, I guess you could say. Okay, well, that went a little longer than we expected. Again, not much, to, honestly, to talk about from this game. Like, Kings played well enough to win, but they ultimately didn't. And, you know, it's hard to also blame them because it's the second night of a back-to-back. They're a little, they came out flat and unfortunately kind of cost them the game. But, you know, it is what it is. We just, we're just going to wait until, you know, some changes come, come to pass. But until then, this is what we're going to keep getting. It's just you know a bit of a joyless watch you know it's kind of watching for the sake of just watching instead of watching to you know cheer for the team or enjoy the team it's just just going through the motions right now yep well we shall see when things do change okay well thank you guys for listening to this episode we'll catch you guys on friday night hopefully yep well we'll see you guys later